Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Rewired Podcast. Now, you guys may have noticed that I changed the name and for a very good reason. Um, just wanting this to be a separate adventure from all the other adventures that I have. Um, even though it's still kind of in the same category, we're talking about tech. But yeah, so anyways, uh, Rewired is the name. Hello everybody, my name is Tito. And um, so I'll get with the familiars at the end. Um, don't want to bore you guys to death with all the, the nitty gritty right in the beginning of the gates. So let's just kind of go into uh, today's episode. We got a doozy of an episode today that we're going to be talking about. And um, so let's just kind of just go into the first topic itself. Uh, the iPhone 12. This is making headlines. The iPhone 12 in the past week has made headlines, but not headlines for uh, any new features that it may currently have or a design change or Apple doing something crazy with it. I mean, well, Apple is doing something crazy with it, but not crazy in a good way. Uh, the iPhone 12 is rumored to ship without a charging brick in the box. I'm going to let that marinate with you guys here for a second. Yeah, if you're wondering what that sound is, I vape. So you guys may hear that periodically throughout the video. But the iPhone 12 not shipping with a charger brick. Apple, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> so obviously the, the reason why people are paying attention to this is because, one, if you are optioning to get the iPhone 12, then you would have to get a charging brick that's sold separately. But if you don't have the money to spend for a charging brick, um, you know, if you have like a MacBook or, or you know, a laptop or something else, um, you can plug in the data sync cable because it will come with a data sync cable. Um, now, I'm not sure if the data sync cable is going to be Type-C to Lightning port, and if that's the case, then yeah, that's going to be some issues for a lot of people. Considering the fact that um, most charging bricks are USB Type A female uh, port, right? Um, so, like, if you look at uh, even at the older ones, uh, if you have any old iPhone chargers, you're going to really want to take care of them and hold on to them because you may be needing those uh, those charging. Uh, bricks and the charging cable for them to charge your iPhone 12 if you cannot afford to buy a charging brick from Apple themselves. And, you know, it's it's obvious why Apple is doing this. It's no secret, right? I mean, you know, you can make sales that way when you sell accessories. That's the whole point. So the whole point is the reason why they removed the headphone jack in the first place is because they can boost their sales for, you know, for, um, for AirPods and they can boost their sales for... Uh, you know, uh, Beats by, you know, what it is now. It used to be Beats by Dre, but uh, Apple bought them from, from Dr. Dre, so they uh, Apple owns them now. But you guys get the point. It, it, can, it sells more accessories, therefore, you know, Apple makes more money. But here's the thing. Here's a question that I have. Whatever happened to everyone thinking that Apple is changing the game by, you know, making its money through services, right? Like Arcade, like Apple TV. 
I mean, I sure remember a year ago, people were boasting about that. Like, oh, that's how Apple is going to make its money. Apple is, is, is evolving, transitioning into something new. They are going to uh, make their money from apps and services. So if that's the case, then why are they now plunging into, we'll make our money from, you know, um, from selling accessories. So we're going to remove the charging brick out of the box of the iPhone 12 and just have people have to pay that separately. Now, if you're wondering if it's going to be removed from the iPhone 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max, um, it's rumored that those will come with the charging brick inside. And it does kind of make sense, right? Because if they're going to remove the charging brick out of the iPhone 12, then the Pro series better have it in there to be a step up because they're going to want people to spend more money. So the option is this. Buy the iPhone 12 and buy the fast charging brick um, separately, and you're going to spend a grip of money. Or just spend that same or similar grip of money, a little bit more though, for the Pro Series and have everything included in the box. That's a pretty underhanded trick. But Apple's going to do it. The Apple fans are going to support it, no matter what. They may hate it. They may go vocal and get mad about it. But that ain't going to stop them from buying it. And Apple knows that. And so, I mean, that's, that is the craziness from Apple right now. That's the thing that, that people are just like, Apple, what are you doing? But it's not so much that just Apple is going to do it because we know the story of the 10 copycats in the boat, right? 10 copycats in the boat. One jumped out. How many are left behind? We know none because they were all copycats. And what I mean by that is, is that are we going to see this trend from Samsung? Is this trend going to happen from Samsung? Is this trend going to happen from OnePlus? Is this trend going to happen from Motorola? The biggest question, is this trend going to happen from Google and its Pixel devices? Are we going to have future Pixels come with just a data sync cable and no charging brick? Charging brick sold separately. You know, a lot of people will agree with me when I say this. Even if they weren't planning on including a charging brick or a fast charging brick, then they should just include the standard five watt charging brick that came with iPhones before. Sure, it's going to take a long time to charge up your device, not going to charge up quickly, but you can still charge it at home by plugging the brick into the wall, connecting the data sync cable to the brick, and then plugging your device into the lightning port. Now, people are like, they're doing this because they're trying to go uh, portless for, for charging, right? Um, so much rumors and speculations that there's going to be some sort of magnetized charging in the future that Apple is implementing down the road, maybe with the, the iPhone 13 or 14 or whatever. Who knows? But we're talking about the present today, 2020, this year, the iPhone 12, no charging brick. And there are those out there who are like, oh, that's, 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 uh, that's not valid. And I don't think Apple would do that. Look, don't put it past Apple not to do something as crazy as this, because they would do it. They would do it. They know they have a cult like following. They know that they know that they would make some people mad, but they know that those people won't stay mad at them so long. It's like, it's like an abusive relationship, right? You know, the person beats on the other partner and then tells the other partner that they mean the world to them. And how often does an, ab does an, uh, an abusive uh, relationship victim seldomly get out, you know, very rarely, <laughs> very rarely. And I don't mean that as, as a light joke to anybody. I'm just saying this is the type of relationship that consumers that, that really love Apple devices have with Apple. It's like Apple can do its dirtiness, its shadiness, and, and still get away with it. And for that, I say, yeah, bad on, bad on Apple. Shame on you, Apple, for doing that. Shame on you. But 
there's a lot of time between now and the launch of the iPhone 12. Apple could get a change of heart and change its mind. So let's hope by listening to the voices of the massive amount of people out there that are consumers that Apple picks up on it and says, well, maybe this is not such a good idea. But anyways, guys, quick, quick word from our sponsor, and I'll be back with the next segment of the podcast. Man, this is getting exciting. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to you know, get you guys up to speed on what's going to come down the road. But yeah, um, all that at the end of the podcast. Stay tuned. But right now, let's just take a brief little intermission, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back from that brief intermission. Anyways, guys, let's go and talk about Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile has been in the news quite a bit. It's been circulating in SMT Nation. Shout out to the SMT Nation. You guys are awesome, and hopefully you guys are listening to this. But Boost Mobile, man, Boost Mobile has been treated like that... uh, that orphan child that nobody wants and finally has found a home on dish dish completing the deal with t-mobile and see so for you guys to understand exactly what happened with boost mobile let's kind of talk about the merger between t-mobile and sprint um the t- the, the approval of the merger happened a lot of major changes have been going on um uh, some good and and some bad and uh yeah some things are not turning out the way that we expected it to be however boost mobile was kind of sitting in limbo because right when the merger was approved uh, Boost Mobile pretty much went to T-Mobile. So T-Mobile housed Boost Mobile um, as it was waiting to complete the deal of the acquisition by Dish. So Dish was uh, to purchase Boost Mobile from T-Mobile. And uh, so a lot of Boost Mobile customers were really starting to see the the changes that Boost had. Like for one, um, you had to go to a Boost Mobile store to get the new uh, TN SIM card which is for the expanded network. Now, in layman's term, that just means that for their devices to actually run well on the T-Mobile network, you needed a specific SIM card to allow that connection. And so, um, you know, Boost was sitting on T-Mobile for quite some time. Uh, I talked about on on the YouTube channel that uh, uh, Boost Mobile was being, you know, the customers are being poached by Metro by T-Mobile because some people were experiencing very bad connection. They were complaining about it. Metro was uh, kind of swooping in there like, a vulture picking out a carcass. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of funny that Metro by T-Mobile is even doing that because it was their stupid, it's their stupid network that, that, that boost is running on in the first place. So it's like, you're, you're coaxing people to port their number over to get a new device so they can have the same crappy experience, the same shitty experience. Wow. You know, good on your conscience, Metro by T-Mobile. You totally suck. But anyways, um, so now Boost Mobile is sitting with Dish, and Dish is making changes to Boost Mobile. And a lot of people have covered this, right? The, the plan changes. They've implemented a $35 and a $45 plan. Now, the $35 plan is a 10-gigabyte plan that's hard-capped, according to sources. So once you hit 10 gigabytes, your data is cut off for the remainder of the month until the start of your next bill cycle. The $45 plan, which is called Shrink It, brings back an old uh, plan method that Boost Mobile had back in the day. Basically, $45 for uh, at least 15 gigabytes of data. That's soft capped. So if you pass 15 gigs, you are throttled down to 2G speeds. Now, the whole thing with that is, and the shrink it thing, is that if you make three on-time payments, you reduce your bill by five bucks. But you could you could reduce it twice. So in theory, after six months of, of uh, on-time payments, your bill would be dropped down to $35, which is the same as a $35 plan, but you get five gigs more of data and you get the soft cap. So no rumors if Dish is going to keep any of the unlimited plans, like the $50 and the $60 plan. So it looks like the Blue Sample customers will be kind of losing out 
because it would be, you know, if you were to sign up with Boost, you would be on one of the two plans. Um, if you are on Boost, I would think that they're going to grandfather you on the plan that you're currently on, but eventually move you away from that and uh, to one of their new unappetizing plans they have. And on top of that, rumors are also dropping that Boost Mobile is looking to be a BYOD uh, provider, which means bring your own device. Which, you know, obviously means that Dish doesn't have to spend a grip. They don't have to spend a grip in getting devices to sell devices. If you just bring your own device and you can activate service on Boost Mobile. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine how Peter Adderton feels. Well, actually, I don't have to imagine because I follow him on Twitter, and he's been very vocal about it. Peter Adderton pretty much um, focusing on his mobile X, which is going to give Google Fi a run for its money because it is a GVAN, uh, a global virtual access network. So not an MVNO, not a mobile virtual network um, operator, but a global. And so I'll talk on that in the next podcast. Uh, I may host it with somebody who wants to talk about it with me. So, yeah, that'll be the next Saturday. Uh, but anyways, so, okay, uh, no devices being sold on Boost Mobile, which means that there won't be any, you know, promotional deals for for like porting over and getting a device. Um, and then you only have two plans to choose from. Uh, we are still, even though Dish has taken Boost Mobile, we are still kind of slowly seeing the death of Boost Mobile. And a lot of people have called it. A lot of people have speculated and called it. Um Sneed himself, a good friend of mine, has called it and said that they would ruin Boost Mobile. And in fact, they are. As you think, without an unlimited plan, okay, 15 gigs can go a certain way. 15 gigs could. Okay, let's just be honest. They can. Possibly. Possibly they could. But the problem is, is that um, there are people who don't have home internet and rely <clears throat> rely solely on their mobile device. They use a hotspot on their device. And so, you know, it's it's crazy that they're going to ditch unlimited plans, which is going to force people who really absolutely need an unlimited data plan to move away to a different uh, prepaid company such as Cricket or Metro that offers unlimited. And then, you know, no device selection. So I would say people that are, you know, looking to switch over are not really going to have a reason to switch over. There's no device selection. You'd have to bring your own. So either you have an unlocked device, you buy one from Best Buy, or, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's looking bleak for Boost Mobile. And it's very sad because, you know, at one point, um, I, was a, I was a user of Boost Mobile. I, I love their services. And I advocated for them on my YouTube channel. And I bought a lot of their devices and unboxed them. And, you know, I helped people with workarounds when it came to Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile was something that I enjoyed using, even from before Boost Mobile CDMA. But when they had Iden and the, and the push to talk chirp action, uh, you know, with the slogan, where you at, you know, just to kind of like, yeah, I was a big supporter then uh, before smartphones. And to see it go down this road is really, really, really disheartening. And and uh, and, and I, and I want to call out Dish and say, what are you guys doing? Is this what we're going to expect from Dish down the road in the future? Because Dish Network is a fourth carrier now. They have to, they have to build out their... Uh, their network in seven years. They have to. Uh, so right now, they're, the Dish and Boost is still going to be piggybacking off the T-Mobile network. But I just I just don't understand where their mind is at and what they're trying to do. Like Boost Mobile is a pillar name in the prepaid market. So you're going to completely trash it. Um, because why? 
you know, money spending. The company doesn't want to spend money. What is the deal? What is the deal here? I just can't get it. I can't wrap my brain around it with these types of changes. Um, I can understand them implementing these two new plans and then keeping one of the unlimited plans. But to say that only these two plans would be it and that the unlimiteds are going to go away, that's that leaves me with, with a jaw dropper right there. And that's why I say that the CEO of Dish is a straight up clown shoe. He's a, a, a knob rocking butt clown because I just I just don't understand what this this the, the method of the madness is when it comes to Boost Mobile. Uh, so anyways, guys, quick little break here, and then we'll drop right back in with the last half of the podcast episode. Man, oh man, I'm so happy to be doing this. I'm really excited, really, really, really excited, and I hope you guys are enjoying it too. But let's go. Let's cut to a quick break, and I'll be right back. And the last half of the episode here. And before I get into it, let me just tell you guys, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Hopefully you guys are celebrating safely out there. But yes, we are talking Pixel 4a right now for this last half segment. And the only thing I'm going to say for this episode is Google released the phone. That's all I'm going to say. We know a lot. There's a lot of leaked information that we know about already when it comes to, to Google. We know about it um, with the Pixel 4a. Um, supposedly a July 13th announcement. Now they're saying that the actual release of the phone won't be until October. I don't know why they keep delaying it. Um, a lot of speculations is, is that Google's delaying it because they want stores to be reopened before they put this device out so you can get them in stores. Look, you know what? You can get them at the Google store. If you're on Google Fi, you can upgrade on Google Fi's own shop. You can buy the device fully unlocked at the Google Store, and they have options to make monthly installment payments, okay? So you don't have to buy it out full price. If you can't afford it full price, you can, you know, if you have pretty decent credit, you can opt to make monthly payments. So, you know what? There's no excuse, Google. Just put the damn phone out. That's what I'm going to say. Put the damn phone out, Google. Put it out. We want the Pixel 4a. You know, the the A series has, has done something good for Google and its Pixel lineup, okay? You look back at the Pixel 3a and it outsold the Pixel 3. And the reason why was because it was a much affordable option compared to the 3 and the 3XL. Um, and it was very well optimized that it, it was no difference. I had both phones. I mean, I gave my Pixel 3 to my dad and hopefully he's enjoying it. And if he's listening to this while driving on the road, dad, I just want to say I love you and be safe. But um, I gave my Pixel 3 to my dad because I really am not using it. And I have the Pixel 3a. And the Pixel 3a is no different in performance and software optimization from the Pixel 3. And so, yeah, you know, Google's intention of that was to get more people to check out the Pixel lineup. And the 3A was their answer to that, that uh, provided uh, the best that you can get, including the same camera experience such as the Pixel 3. There was a minor difference, and that's just because the Pixel 3 has the the uh, the image processing, uh, the AI image processing chip built into it that the Pixel 3a does not have. So uh, when you do take a photo on the Pixel 3a, it takes just a couple of seconds more to uh, render the the photo. And um, yeah, but that's not a huge game. That's not, that's, not, that's not a huge deal. So, you know, the Pixel 3a sold well. And now people that bought the Pixel 3a want to upgrade to the Pixel 4a. But in order for that to happen, Google, you got to release the damn phone. And so that's what I'm going to say is Google release the dang phone already. Now, sorry, I don't understand. See, Google's ignoring us. But anyways, 
Um, reasons that people think that it's actually going to happen a lot sooner than October is only for the fact that uh, that on Googleify and on Google, they have pulled the Pixel 3a for sales. So if you want a brand new Pixel 3a, you're going to have to go Amazon, Best, uh, Best Buy to keep them in stock, or you have to go through different sources like Swappa or OfferUp or Macari. That, that's where you're going to find Pixel 3As, but no longer will you find them on a Google Fi shop or the Google Store. So um, those are some of the things to think about uh, if you're still wanting to get a Pixel 3A or 3A XL. But the Pixel 4A, not out yet. Release the damn thing. We know there's no XL version. They canceled that. We know there's no exclusive color variant. They canceled that. There's only just black, but we're okay with just black. But just give us the phone. So um, that's pretty much it for this. Um, this episode now guys real quick changes to the podcast yes it's called rewired um i just wanted a different adventure and something that's not completely tied to my youtube channel so the rewired podcast is it that's what it's going to be and um yes i am going to have special guests every now and then um if you would like to be a guest on the podcast um you can send me a voice message to let me know uh one who you are two the best way to contact you and share that link so i can add you in into the podcast so that way you can co-host the show with me um and i will post this link out on my twitter so if you guys want to follow me it's at aloha underscore android and um just look out for that tweet that tweet is going to have a link that you click and you just basically record a voice message and i get these voice messages on my dashboard here on anchor anchor is the source that i use to create my podcast and it shares it through all other um podcast sources out there like spotify google podcast and an apple podcast so um, just to name a few of them. I'm not going to name all of them, but there's a lot of them that I shared it to you. And so that, but yeah, but the main source is Anchor itself. And um, yeah, so um, look for look for those uh, those tweets. And if you guys want to join me, you guys can. Um, Saturday episodes, new, new episodes every Saturday, maybe small little ones throughout the week, maybe one or two here and there throughout the week, but those aren't guaranteed. But there is a guarantee Saturday episode. Every Saturday, there will be an episode you guys can count on that and come back and listen to the next episode. And we go raw. We go raw. So if you're going to be a guest on my show, understand there's not a major filter. I will ask that you don't cuss like a sailor. Like every two words is going to have to be some major swear words. But you can let a few of them slip here and there, damn it. So, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. But the main purpose of this is to really have a platform to talk and talk freely about the, the way things are going on in technology today, whether good or bad. And um, I would love to have, you don't have to be a content creator. I'm not looking for collaborations with big names. I don't care if you're just a person that likes tech and lives at home and, and watches YouTube videos and listens to podcasts about it. If you want to come on the show and speak, all you got to do is find the link on my Twitter handle and therefore send me a voice message with you know your, your information. So that way, when I go live, I can pull you up on the show. Um, you can download the app from the play store or from the app store, which is called anchor FM or just type in anchor. And, um, yeah, uh, we'll get you on here and get you guys, allow you guys time to speak and, and say your thoughts. So I think that would be kind of cool and interesting, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I pretty much covered Saturday episodes, uh, little episodes here or here and there depending and, um, you know, offering guests, but man, oh man, was this fun for me. And I want to thank everybody for coming back and checking out the start of season five. New name to the podcast, first episode of season five. And again, happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day. Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, hopefully this was a successful relaunch of the podcast. It's been a whole month since I've done an episode uh, since season four. But um, yeah, 
<laughs> I'm just, I'm excited to be doing this. So uh, you guys will check me out in the next one and you guys can hear from me in the next one. Thanks for checking this episode out. And as always, aloha. You guys have a great Independence Day weekend.